0: This is Michael J. Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at MichaelJFox.org. This is Dave Iverson. One of the first decisions anyone newly diagnosed with Parkinson's confronts is whether to start taking medication, and if so, what medication to take. There are, of course, many factors to consider in making those choices, starting with asking yourself a very basic question.
1: Are you able to do what you want to do as well as you can do?
0: That's really the definition of symptomatic therapy. Dr. Thomas Davis is the director of the Movement Disorders Division at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. He says that question is central because current Parkinson's medications only treat the symptoms of the disease. They don't fundamentally alter the progression of the disease itself. So how aggressively one should treat a Parkinson's symptom depends in large measure on the patient's point of view.
1: All of the current therapies for Parkinson's disease are symptomatic therapy. So if a patient has a tremor, but it's not bothering them, we don't necessarily treat it. And if they do have a tremor and that does bother them, we don't necessarily treat it to get rid of it. We treat it to decrease it to the point that it no longer bothers them. It is much different than treatment of hypertension where I have in my mind a blood pressure that I want my patient to have as a target, and they come and see me and they say I feel fine and I say well you may feel fine but your blood pressure is too high so I would recommend that you increase your medicine. If a patient comes to me and I'm treating them for Parkinson's disease and they have tremor and they say I feel fine. I say well then your medicine is good. (laughs) And so I don't have in my mind a target for their symptoms. I have in my mind
0: for them to say this no longer bothers me. Which is not to say that Dr. Davis is at all reluctant to recommend the use of symptomatic medication. Indeed, he believes that such medication can play a crucial role in helping patients stay active, which he thinks is key to living well with Parkinson's.
1: I myself am not at all hesitant to recommend symptomatic medication for Parkinson's disease and certainly recommend it if patient symptoms at all interfere with their physical activity. I'm a very strong proponent of exercise, and so if their symptoms are interfering with their ability to exercise, I strongly encourage them to initiate symptomatic therapy.
0: It's just free and it has no side
1: effects. I don't have too many medicines like that.
0: Another important decision patients commonly confront is whether to start taking carbidopa-levodopa, still the most effective drug we have in providing symptomatic relief. Many patients worry that taking the drug early in the disease course will mean the drug will become less effective over time.
1: Well, we don't have any evidence that that is the case. It's often hard for patients and doctors to separate years of levodopa exposure to years of disease progression. If you take levodopa for four years, two things have happened. You've been exposed to levodopa for four years and your disease has progressed four years. So anything that happens at the end of the four years could be due to either one of those two things. And there's more evidence that things that happen at the end of those four years is due to disease progression rather than exposure to
0: levodopa. The other worry people living with Parkinson's often have regarding initiating levodopa therapy is that it will put them at greater risk to experience dyskinesia, those uncontrollable extra movements that are associated with long-term levodopa use.
1: That's a double-edged sword. You can live undertreated and have less risk of dyskinesia, or you
0: can live fully treated and have more risk of dyskinesia. And Dr. Davis argues that being fully able to engage in life activities, especially exercise, is crucial.
1: There is increasing evidence that exercise delays disability in Parkinson's disease. So if you are undertreated to the point that you can't or don't feel like exercising, not only are you not helping, you're probably hurting yourself in the long run
0: by being undertreated. One constant with Parkinson's is that adjustments in treatment are often necessary over time in order to deal with both changing symptoms and disease progression. What's crucial, Dr. Davis says, is that patient and physician work together to achieve the best results.
1: It is always a partnership, I think, with any symptomatic therapy. It's a combination between what the person is complaining of and my clinical uh, experience into how well I think that I can treat that. So if a Parkinson's patient later in disease has speech difficulty, and you know, my clinical experience is that that speech difficulty rarely, if ever, responds to a change in medication.
0: I wouldn't recommend a change in medication, I'd probably recommend speech therapy. In our next Third Thursday webinar, we'll take up how doctors and patients choose the right medication regimen. Dr. Tom Davis will join us along with the Fox Foundation's Dr. Rachel Dolan and Parkinson's patient Steve Thompson. That's coming up Thursday, September 15th at 12 noon Eastern. To register, visit michaeljfox.org slash webinars. I'm Dave Iverson. This is Michael J. Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at michaeljfox.org.